Hello everyone, I'm Bob Main, and welcome to another episode of today's survival show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. I'm Bob Main, I'm your host, and I believe this is episode 207 or 208, something like that. I am in the Today's Survival Show mobile studio. My 2002 Honda Accord with 126,000 miles on it, but completely paid for. So I'm anyway headed out to uh, run some appointments and things like that. I I drive one of these old cars because I don't believe in car payments. I am very much allergic to debt. (laughs) which is what I think that all good survivalists should be because debt is a killer. I speak common sense on this program, though. I talk about real things, common sense, everyday types of preparations because really I believe that survival is common sense. And a lot of people like to marginalize us. By the way, you're going to hear my GPS in the background talking because... uh, I don't have the route that I'm taking memorized, so I'm going to rely on Garmin to help me out on this one. But anyway, I was saying, a lot of people like to marginalize us. They like to make us sound like we're a bunch of kooks. Uh, I found out recently that uh, some blogger picked up one of the posts that one of our forum members made, and uh, he tried to make us sound like we were kooks in his blog. Well, first of all, I appreciate the free publicity that he gave us because perhaps one of his readers may have actually listened to this podcast and may have actually found out that I'm not crazy. I'm not a nutbag. I'm not some weirdo out in the wilderness out in the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey. You know, at least not yet. <laughs> Who knows how things are going to get. No, see that was that was a joke, folks. But a lot of people do like to marginalize us, and they like to make fun of us. I'm not really sure why, because what I like to talk about on this program is pretty much the way our grandparents and our great-grandparents used to live. It was part of their lifestyle. It was their lifestyle, because they didn't enjoy a lot of the modern conveniences that we have today, which could all be gone quickly. Or even over a matter of time, even if it if it were to collapse slowly. You know, as Glenn Tate talks about in his book, it wasn't really a, a fast event that caused the collapse. But, you know, something like extreme hyperinflation can be a real stink-hit-the-fan event for a lot of people. You know, if you're the kind of person living on a very, very tight budget right now, think about this. You know, you, you might be listening to my show and you're not 100% sure that you're on board with this prepper stuff, but maybe you'll kind of listen anyway and see what it's all about. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. And, and by the way, this show is mainly on fitness, but, but I want to ask you a question here before I get into that subject. If you're on a tight budget and there's not a lot of money left over, in other words, you got too much month at the end of your money. What's going to happen if we have hyperinflation? In other words, what's going to happen if gas is $6, $8, $10 a gallon and you've got to do a lot of driving? What if we have a doubling of food prices? You know, how how far is your money going to go? 
So you got to think about that. One of the reasons to store food is not just in case of an emergency. One reason to store food is to take advantage of today's prices. Because today's prices could be a lot lower than tomorrow prices or next month or even next year. So long-term food storage is a good idea simply because of that. It, it makes economic sense. So I'd like to ask you to consider that stuff if you're not 100% sure that you want to get into prepping. Because that's really what prepping is all about. You know, doing things now that are going to make us live better and then also setting ourselves up to handle a disaster if it comes our way. Okay, let's talk about fitness. That's the main topic. It's the biggest reason why I pressed the record button on my recorder here to talk to you. This is a prep that I've never really dedicated an entire show to, and it's something that's neglected quite a bit, and that's physical fitness. I've been slacking lately, and so one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast is to get myself motivated. You know, I've mentioned many times on this show, one reason why I like to do this podcast is I learn a lot too. So, you know, kind of a little bit of a selfish reason there. But it's not really, you know, if you were to log on to a typical survival forum, even the forum that I run, you know, if you go to a survival blog of some type, you don't see a whole lot of posts about physical fitness. But why is it important? Well, first of all, staying fit and well-nourished helps us prevent a lot of things these days. It helps us prevent a lot of diseases. It helps us prevent diabetes and heart disease. Even can re- reduce your risk of certain types of cancers. It helps you just all around feel better. Being physical, you know, it's been proven that being physically fit even helps people perform better at their job. Which helps us make more money, or at least, at least helps us keep our job. And helps us maintain our job security, hopefully. You know, so even there's even a benefit to that. It's also, a lot of studies show that physical fitness also helps us live a better family life. We seem to have a better attitude when we're physically fit. All these are important, are they not? So, I ask you this question. Are, are you fit? Now, you might be asking, well, Bob, what do you mean by physically fit? I don't mean you have to be an incredible physical specimen. I don't mean that you have to have zero body fat and a completely flat stomach and, you know... I mean, I'm not saying that you've got to be a bodybuilder or a marathon runner. But think about this. You know, can you climb a few flights of stairs without being real winded? What, what if, what if the, the stink hits the fan and, and you've got to throw a 60-pound pack on your bag or even a 40-pound pack on your back? <clears throat> what if you got to throw a backpack on your back that weighs quite a bit what if you got to put a child on your back? What if you have to carry a child, one of your children, a couple of miles to get to safety? You know, can you do it? Think about that. See, these are all real possibilities. You never know where you might find yourself in a situation where you're going to have to 
put out some physical exertion. You might have to build a building or build a structure. You might have to do, you know, cut some wood. You might have to do something that is going to require some physical exertion. And so, okay, let's think about a stink hit the fan event. Right? We all know physical fitness helps us now, even before some kind of a disaster happens. But let's talk about how physical fitness can pay off even after the stink hits the fan. You know, what, what if you did have to bug out somewhere? What if there's a hurricane or something and you've got to get out, you've got to evacuate, and, and you have car troubles, uh, but you're close to your destination, or you're close to where you know you can get some help? But guess what? Your only method now is a three to four mile walk. Well, are you fit to do that? You'd be surprised how many people today that might be listening to this, or you might know somebody. Maybe they're not listening to this, but you know them. They're no way in good enough shape to make a three mile walk with a child on their back or a 50 pound pack of supplies strapped to their back. So can you do that? I think it's very important to be able to now. How good a shape do you have to be in? Well, you know, in my thinking is you just have to be able to do it. You have to be able to pull it off and be able to survive and not collapse or have to take extremely long breaks in between. Time could be of the essence. You know, you might have to go four miles and you've got a very limited time to do it. You know, you might not be, you, you could be in danger and you might not be able to just sit and take a 30 minute break at the halfway point of that four-mile walk. So think about it. you got to be able to do it, and you have to have the stamina to be able to do it continuously. And so I I think three to four miles is kind of a good benchmark, a three to four-mile walk. Not a run, not a jog, a walk. So that's kind of what I condition myself for. Can I make a three to four-mile walk nonstop at a fairly brisk pace? When I work out, that's what I try to do, either on the treadmill or I try to simulate that. I like to use the ellipticals quite a bit when I go to work out. I like to do about 20 minutes worth of cardio before I ever touch a weight. And I like to set the treadmill for a distance of about three miles. And, you know, I'm not doing a real fast walk. I'm just doing a pretty pretty brisk walk. Now, it's going to change things if I'm carrying a lot of weight. If I'm carrying a 40-pound, 50-pound, 60-pound kid or if I'm carrying a bunch of supplies in my bug out bag. See, this one reason why I like to use internal frame backpacks as a a bug out bag because it helps distribute the weight evenly and makes it a little bit easier if I have to go a long distance. Some packs weight you down quite a bit and they don't distribute the weight, but those with the aluminum internal frame, I really like that. You know, mine's, mine's by Jansport. And I've loaded that thing up with a bunch of heavy stuff just to test it out, and it works out pretty well. So what I do is I use the incline feature when I'm working out on the treadmill to kind of make it more difficult and be able to make that three to four mile walk on the treadmill without, you know, without feeling like I'm going to die afterwards. That's the key. Okay. Uh, you might have, heard, might have heard a little bit of a pause there because I actually just got to my destination. I got a little spare time, so at least there's going to be less less background noise now because I'm stationary and I've got a little bit of time to kill here before my appointment starts. But 
as I was mentioning, when I go to the when I go to the gym and I work out, I use the incline feature, and I I, I try to increase the incline a little bit towards the end of that three to four mile walk that I've selected for that. That that just makes it tougher. I want to condition myself. Now, some of you might live very active lives, and that's that's cool. Some of you might have a job that gives you a lot of physical exercise. So if you got a job that gives you a lot of physical exercise, then you're probably, you know, maybe you're doing a lot of lifting. So if you're doing a lot of lifting or maybe you're doing a lot of pushing things or pulling things physically, or maybe you're just simply doing a whole lot of walking, walking is terrific. And that's great. You're probably, you know, you might not need to set aside workout times if you are fit because of your job. But people like me, I spend a lot of time sitting in this car. Um, I do walk hotels quite a bit because I have to survey the entire hotel sometimes to make a sale. But if I don't get a chance to do that for several days, then I make sure that I get into the gym. I would think probably minimum three days a week. This this is really not, you know, all that ominous. You know, a lot of people kind of really resist working out because they feel like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be some real huge undertaking. Not really. If you can carve 30 minutes uh, three times a week out of your schedule, you know, just just carve out of your time schedule 30 minutes three times a week. That's it. Right? That's all. 90 minutes a week. Hopefully you can spare 90 minutes a week. If you can't, I'm going to do a show coming up pretty soon on time management. <laughs> You know, come on. I think we can all find 90 minutes a week, can't we? But you have to make the discipline. You have to make the commitment. And you have to get the discipline. And you got to discipline yourself. That's the key. That's the key. It's real easy. Real easy to get distracted. And it's real easy to find all kinds of other things to do. But this is, this is so very important. It's been proven that even if three times a week you work out for 30 minutes, you can prevent a whole lot of diseases from happening to you. Or at the very least, you can really reduce the risk of you getting those diseases or even reduce the effect that those diseases will have on you. Not to mention the survival and the prepper aspect of it. See, a lot of us folks are preppers and we don't know it. We don't know it. If you're, if you're already working out, you're a prepper. See, a prepper doesn't have to be somebody... That's living in a tent out in the woods who knows how to survive off the land and live on their own for weeks and months on end. A lot of people think that. They get the wrong idea. They watch a lot of TV shows and stuff like that. I almost wish we weren't called preppers or survivalists. At least not not someone like me who just believes in common sense living. Because that that's really is really what it's all about, is it not? Now, if you have a prepper team assembled, I know some of you listening to this, you do kind of have a team of people that you get together with locally and you discuss survival and preparedness and a lot of you teach each other things and work on projects and have meetings and things like that. How about working out together as a team or getting some kind of an exercise regimen going? Even if it's all you're doing is going out and hiking. And maybe while you're out hiking, practicing a little bit of, of wilderness survival and a little bit of wilderness knowledge and things like that. Whatever. But doing it as a team, you motivate each other. One of the things I, I highly encourage, and I don't get to do this enough. I used to, and then uh, circumstances changed. 
I used to have a couple of workout partners. I don't anymore. A couple of exercise partners. You really keep each other motivated. Even if it's a husband and wife team, okay? Or a brother and sister team. Or a brother and brother team. Or two sisters. Or whatever. Or just two best friends. Or three best friends. Going together makes a big difference. It helps with the workout and it helps with accountability. See, if you've got a prepper team or you've got even an exercise team, it makes it harder to slack off. All of a sudden, your team member calls you up and says, Hey, Bob, you know, time to go to the gym. Oh, no, I'm busy. I can't go. No, no, no. Come on. Now, we've made this decision. We've made this commitment. Oh, all right, all right. See, and they drag your butt to the gym. And your your accountability partner, when it comes to exercise, doesn't let you slack off. That's important, consistency. Uh, it's very important. See, one of the things when I was uh, when I had a personal trainer that I was working with, and, and boy, was that ever money well spent. I paid $600 a few years back to work with a personal trainer, and I took really good notes, and I still remember about 80% of what he taught me, and I use it. But, you know, that one of the things that I learned is that consistency is important, and he, he always complimented me on being consistent. You know, I always got to the gym, and I usually got there at a certain time on certain days of the week, because that's what fit my schedule. And he said to me one time, he said, Bob, I'm, you know, what I'm really impressed with is that you're consistent. You make a commitment to this and you stick with it. And that's, that's important. He said that will go just as far uh, for you as, as the weights and the exercises themselves because you're, you're being consistent and your body needs and responds to that level of consistency. It's the same thing with prepping. So get together as a team and schedule things, or even if it's just a, a partner or a friend that you have. Okay, that pretty much wraps up the thoughts that I wanted to share with you on fitness. You know, I thought about talking about setting up a workout regimen. I, I thought about giving out specifics. But then I thought, you know, no, Bob, that's not going to work because there are so many different types of people who listen to this podcast from so many different uh, backgrounds, such a diverse group. How can I even begin to tell another person who I don't know and have never met how to start working out? I can't do that. So that that's just not right. That's not fair. And it might not do some of you uh, any good. So I wanted to kind of use this to give you some general ideas and guidelines to go by. This is a short show. Uh, I was in Michigan for half of this past week doing some training for my real or my, my uh, primary employer because, you know, prepping and everything and shooting and all that kind of stuff that I do. This is just kind of a hobby. This is something that I do on the side to help improve my life and share it with other people. I hope I've given you some things to think about or at least reminded you of maybe some things that you've been forgetting to do. Hopefully, I have. If you like what I do on this podcast and you want to support it, you'll probably note that I do not have paid sponsors. And there's a reason. I think some podcasts out there, not all, but some of them that have paid sponsors, get to be this huge commercial that gets kind of irritating to listen to. So... This is supported by generous listeners like you. I'd like to urge you to buy a copy or two of my Survival Champions Club podcast for 25 bucks a piece. 
You can save money if you get more than one. Uh, these are special podcasts that I've recorded, and I have not included them on this weekly show. So there's very good information. Instead of going over everything that I have covered on there, I'm just going to ask you to go to todayssurvival.com. Todayssurvival.com. There's two S's in that address, by the way. Todayssurvival.com. Click the Survival Champions Club link, or there's a page there that says Survival Champions Club, and you can read all about it right there. Also, if you want to buy something on Amazon... Another way you can support the show is go to my Amazon store. And there's two ways to do that. Go to todayssurvival.com, click Amazon store, or click my EDC store, my everyday carry store. You'll be able to see some everyday use items that I use for prepping. And you'll see that on there as well. You might want to buy one of those items, or if you don't want to buy one of those items, then just go to my Amazon store page, which is just a general link into Amazon, and then shop for whatever you want. You'll help support the show. You might want to bookmark that or save that as your Amazon link. Whenever you want to buy something, you just pull that up, and I'll Amazon will send me a small fee through my Amazon Associates program, okay? So I appreciate you uh, supporting me that way, and uh, hopefully I've kind of got you motivated maybe to get in shape or stay in shape or do some things. From a prepper standpoint, there's some common sense stuff. With that said, thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. I'm Bob Main. I'm your host. My goal is to help you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.